We managed to do it. Yet another week. Yeah, it was a close one this time, but we made it. How are you how are you hanging these days? I'm doing pretty well. Um I'm on the last week of a project at work, which is my last tie to my old responsibilities. Ooh. So that's good and it's exciting it's an exciting final thing. It's basically we are building out something that will finally allow us to move completely to uh, a new tool that we launched earlier this year. So a new uh, online classroom. Okay. Um, we had completely revamped it, made it look much nicer, more modern. Uh, have We have new tools for it, all this sort of stuff. But our implementation of some Python tools for our programming classes, it didn't work in the new classroom. So we've continued to have to use the old classroom for like two classes for months <laughs> and it's just annoying to have to keep doing that nobody wants it to happen so the final thing that we are launching next week that this is the last week of us actually working on it is the final set of new tools to replace all that stuff so that we can finally convert completely to our shiny new classroom nice yep and then from there it is nothing but sales in the future of mark uh, sold himself over to the dirty empire or That's the right. dark side or whatever you want. The oh, to the devil's playground. <laughs> there we well, go. Well, I'm not doing any sales, so. Yeah, but you're involved. That is true. I, I cannot uh, shirk that responsibility. That's for sure. I was, so I was. Uh, this is actually kind of funny. Um, one of the aspects of my sales job is coordinating the conferences that we go to. I think I may have mentioned this to you before, um, where we have, you know, there's various educational conferences where teachers and school admins and whoever else attend. And, you know, there's lots of companies that go and show off their curriculum or show off their technology or whatever. And, you know, we're working mm-hmm. on having a concrete plan to uh, actually you know, go to those conferences and do the same thing. We've done it in the past, but kind of haphazardly. And so I was looking into details about, oh, how does our company want us to book travel and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, Luckily, I don't have to coordinate it. The expectation is basically the sales folk can do all of their own booking in whatever way that they want. So one of the sales rep asked me, hey, when you're booking stuff, can you try and do it through United? Because I have, you know, a whole deal you know, I'm part of their program or whatever. Luckily, I don't have to deal with that. He can just do it himself uh, and then mm-hmm. get reimbursed. But I was looking at the per diem. I, I learned that there is a sort of baseline mm-hmm. government mandated per diem for meals and stuff like that, uh, depending on the state that you're in and the area that you're in within a state, depending on how big the state is. Mm. And uh, so I was curious what it was, and it made me want to go travel with them, but I can't. It's not part of my job. Uh, they're oh, going yeah. to Denver, and the per diem there is like $76 Yep, just for meals. I'm like, wow, I'd like to have $76 a day to spend on food. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what's happening on the work front. Uh, and Aaron and I went through a whole cleaning process this weekend. We uh, tore apart the underneath of our bed where we had kind of haphazardly put a bunch of stuff into storage yes but we have accrued some new things we have some people visiting and we wanted to reevaluate 
what stuff was in storage and what we needed to fit down there. So I spent a lot of time crawling under the bed. Uh, we went through everything and now have everything more officially in its place for at least a little longer. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you, Grant? <laughs> Anything you'd like to share? <laughs> oh, I'm doing well. Well, I think the first thing is, uh, how am I going to share this? Or how do I want to attack this? We'll just rip the band-aid off. So I just moved. Yeah. Yeah, you To did. a new city. Grant reporting on location. Yeah. And so I think, I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to dig into why I moved too much tonight because I have plenty of other things just related to the fact of moving to uh-huh. rant about. Yeah, you have several more years to dive into the why you moved and what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a number of hiccups in this move. This was my worst move I've ever done mm-hmm. by, I would say, at least an order of magnitude or two. To be fair, uh, I don't want to interrupt your story too much, but I I want to get out in front and (laughs) say it almost has to be expected because this is almost certainly the most complicated move as well. Yes, it is. Even before you told me the logistical details, which made it clear that it would be complicated, it was obvious that it was going to be complicated because you have like furniture and stuff now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a bit of a time, um... And so I don't know if you remember kind of the saga that we had a number of months ago, kind of back in the winter, about me going and shopping for a couch and finally finding a couch that I like and getting it Boy, do picked I. up <laughs> and get it in and in stuff. And like, you know how painful a process that was? And I put so much effort in so I could buy kind of like a, not a forever couch, but like a couch for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a soul crushing moment this weekend. Does it not fit? Uh, yeah, after two hours of attempting to get it in. Oh, great. And... I measured so carefully. Uh-huh. Like, it fits through every doorway with, like, six inches to spare. The hallways are so freaking narrow, though. Can't make the turn by a half an inch. Half a freaking inch. Oof. Like, if it was half an inch smaller in any dimension, uh-huh. it would fit. That's pretty rough. But. That's where you just put a, a, a sneaky six, uh, you know, half an inch hole in the wall. Uh. <laughs> well. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, did you already do that? On that? Did it make it? Uh, no, it might have made it to that half inch close enough because we might have actually taken out like a, a tiny chip out of the door or something like that. But it's like it's like in the part that rests behind the frame, so no one will ever notice. Like, yeah. you can't even tell. The only reason I saw it is because I literally felt it first because mm-hmm. the door is like textured and or like wood grainy enough that it's, you can't see it, but. Yeah, so it's, I'm... So where have, where is the couch now? So thankfully, I have a garage. Oh, wow. Yeah, bougie over here. Like your own garage? Yes. Wow. So a really common thing around this area is they have like condos or apartment buildings or whatever, uh-huh. and then they have detached garages on the other side of the parking lot. Mm, oh, okay. So basically a storage unit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a storage unit that fits a car. Yeah. And so the couch is now out there, and I have to decide what the heck to do with it. Man cave it up in that garage. That's what you're going to do. Well, the garage is already going to man- be man caved up, but, like, my plans to man cave it up or to do what I was going to do with it would have still involved allowing a car to fit in it in the winter. Mm-hmm. With the couch in there, that would not be possible. Sure. 
I would either have to remove everything else I was going to put in there or get rid of the couch. So I got to figure out logistics of that. Mm. But I was going to ask you, because I mm. know we've talked previously about you and your couch buying adventures. Mm-hmm. Had you bought a couch off Amazon or something? And I want to know about your experience, because that's kind of the direction I'm looking the, these days right now. <laughs> yes, we did buy a couch off Amazon. Uh, it was mainly, it was inspired by several things. One was, we knew this was going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. Another was, I flat out refused to spend the money on a real couch. So that was another big factor. A, a third factor was, when we were buying the couch, we weren't sure if we were going to be in this apartment for more than like four months. Mm-hmm. But Aaron really wanted a couch for that time. And I wanted a couch that would be easier to move. The nice thing about a couch off Amazon they typically come in parts. They are not one whole uh, rectangle. You know, it is three kind of distinct parts that get interlocked together pretty tightly. They're often either small boxes or flat packed. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, I'm perfectly happy with the couch that we had. We both know that we're just going to sell it when we move. We're not, we have no aspirations to keep it beyond this apartment at this point, uh, beyond this city. But. For what it is, it was a totally fine purchase. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, there are other options. You know, there are slightly nicer options that exist out there uh, for different types of couches that are, you know, a little nicer, still pretty maneuverable or whatever and all that sort of stuff. But we looked into all those, but they all ended up being a little more expensive than we wanted or had other weird drawbacks that we didn't feel like dealing with. So we just went for this couch that had good enough reviews for the stuff that we cared about. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's not like we have pets. We're just going to sit on this couch for a few years, and it'll totally survive that long. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, yeah, if you were looking for a couch that will fit in your apartment, I highly recommend Looking in that three to four hundred dollar Amazon couch range worked okay. out pretty well for us. Okay, I'll look in. I'll look into it then because <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I just got a game plan because like I I need a couch because I I got rid of other furniture because I had a <laughs> good couch. Yeah, and now that I got to figure out what the heck to do with this couch, like right now I'm sitting on my like dining table chairs. Uh huh. Which is just like significantly less comfortable than a couch. Yep. So. Well, that is certainly a shame. Are you like, I mean, I know you have a, at least a few months to, in theory, to deal with it. Is your inclination to try and hold on to this couch even if you get another one or to attempt to sell it? <sighs> I don't know. Like, I want, <laughs> I want to keep the couch, but I know I can't. Because I want mm-hmm. to park in the garage in the winter more than I want to keep the couch. Sure. I think. I'm not sure, though. We'll see We'll see how I feel about it in a week or two. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you ask me right now at the moment, I think I would keep it. Somehow. No, I think I'd get rid of it. <laughs> I think I'd get rid of it. But, like, I don't want to sell it. Because, like, secondhand couches go for, like, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that I'd get anything worth near what it is worth out of it yeah very possibly so yeah we'll see yeah it's a shame but yeah that was snafu one 
Mm-hmm. On the, on the bright side, I did get my bookshelf put back together. Hey, and nice. I made sure to take pictures of it before I disassembled it, so I could put it back together just how we had made it. <laughs> Was that a like? What do you mean, like the actual structure of it, or the arrangement of your books? The arrangement of the books down to okay. the location of every single book. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I thought you meant. I figured you, of all people, would not have trouble reassembling a bookshelf in, like, the actual, like, bookshelf oh, yeah. part of it. No, I didn't even disassemble the bookshelf part okay, of it. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to remain happy with your book arrangement. Now, now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to... I mean, I don't think I'm going to be susceptible to this, but a part of my brain is now going to look at the bookshelf at the front entrance of our door. That's the only bookshelf that we have. That's where I put mine. It's like right when you walk into the apartment, boom, there's my bookshelf. And I feel like maybe I should revisit how those are organized or at least arranged. But I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. One benefit, though, this was nice, of Aaron and I cleaning everything out from under the bed and kind of going through everything, is we rediscovered a clock that Aaron had bought me for my birthday i believe sometime in college Mm. and it's a night like it's a wall mounted clock it's a you know it's an analog clock where every number of the hour is is a mathematical expression Mm -hmm. you know so your typical nerdy clock um it's it's very cute but i had never hung it up anywhere like because i never really hung anything on my walls anywhere but now that we finally have some tools to put some things in the walls and we've just sort of said, we're just going to put things in walls and we'll deal with the consequences in three years. And we're not nailing things. We're using a, I didn't know that these things existed. Are you aware of these like 3M claws? I think so, but I'm not certain. They're basically just a metal, almost like S hooks, I would call them, where two prongs, you just shove them into drywall. And that's all you do. Like, you just shove them in, they go in flush, and then there's a hook on the other side for you to hang stuff on. Hmm. I'm putting a picture into the Skype chat so you can see what it looks like. Oh. Hmm. Right? So the thing that swings back, there's one on either side. You just, Mm -hmm. like, put your thumbs and just press it into drywall. Yep. And then it can hang, you know, they can hang, depending on the size, anywhere from five up to, like, 40 pounds. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been using to hang. That's what we used to hang up a painting that I got. Did I tell you about the painting that I got? That we hung up finally. Is it like a like a family or sentimental thing or something? I don't yes. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was a painting that my grandfather did. Yes. Yeah. That we finally hung up above the couch. So that was that was the first drop in the bucket of we can now hang things up. Was dealing with that. Okay. So I hung up this clock that Aaron had got me. For the first time ever, it's the, it was its first time ever actually being used <laughs> in you know, four years, uh, oh. and we hung it up right above the bookshelf right as you walk in, so I'm happy that that's there too. Uh, but now, yeah, maybe I will look at the bookshelf again in a cursory fashion. There might be a little rearranging I could do, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, I am glad that you are at least in your apartment. You have a roof over your head. You have internet against all odds uh which is a whole separate story that you don't need to get into if you don't want to but <laughs> uh i'm just trying to choose my like I, do i want to talk about it this week or next week yeah yeah. i don't know uh, i feel like this one's relevant i feel like you can give a, a short version of it short version is 
if you ever have internet that's not working and you're pretty sure like there's a way to make it work but the people keep telling you that it's not connected and they need to have a technician come out keep calling until you get someone who's actually competent and like willing to listen to you <laughs> that was your that was your approach was calling back well so it I didn't end up actually, so I called back a number of times just thinking like maybe I'll get a different answer or like I've looked at it more and now I have a different idea of how to go about it different to try to get the result that I want mm-hmm. or stuff like that. And I called, I called a lot of times because it like just didn't make sense what, what I was being told every time. Mm-hmm. And so I eventually it was kind of, it was late at night. I was at the, so because I had bought like I have a modem and a router so that I could hook it up myself and I was used to where I was. Where it's just like, yeah, you turn on, ser- like you schedule your service and then you plug in your stuff and sign in and it works. Mm-hmm. None of this like, oh yeah, you got to schedule a technician to come out like two weeks in advance of when they'll actually have an appointment available. Mm-hmm. So like my appointment was so far out. And so I was finally calling back one last time to see if I could get my appointment moved up any further. Because I'd already like gotten it moved up twice. And it seemed like each time I called, I could get like an extra day or two. So I was like, maybe I can, maybe I can push it to like Wednesday of this week when it's Monday we're recording right now. And like, then I, I could deal with being without internet for like two or three more days. Yeah. So this is like the eighth or ninth time that I called them. And so I got this lady on the phone and she was super nice and super sweet. And she kind of said like, yeah, it's too late to really reschedule the appointment because the people who deal with that stuff are out and like, I'll put in a ticket, but it's just going to be quicker for you tomorrow to call again because mm. it's going to take them a couple of days to get to the ticket. And then I thanked her and everything. And she's like, so why? And then she's like, wait, so you need a technician to come out, you said, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, let me check one thing. And so she goes and she's like, it looks like there's like, a modem connected to your service I or like it looks like there's something going on with your service like can you give me some info about like modem that you have and all that jazz and she's like give me a sec I think I might have something on my sleeve <laughs> and so she resets my modem and guess what it works yep <laughs> like come on <laughs> I had literally at least six different people tell me oh yeah, there's no way we could do anything. There's absolutely nothing that could be done. Your device is certainly not connected to the internet, yep. even though you are on the internet right now on our webpage to log in. And like a technician will have to come to, uh, I told you the, the techno babble to gather the signals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a, it's like a button that you press out of space team. <laughs> If you've yeah, played that game. <laughs> so true. Gather the signals. Uh, she reset my router and she said, okay, try to disconnect from the network that you have and try to reconnect. And I reconnected and I go and I open a web page and suddenly it worked and I yelped like a little child. And she's like, oh, is everything okay? And I was like, oh my God, you're my savior. You fixed it. It works. Cancel the appointment. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so she said I should still keep the appointment, actually. Oh, okay. Because the technician who comes out apparently can, like, double-check that, like, the filters or whatever in place aren't, like, messing up my speed. So, like, mm. it works, but she's, like, you're not for sure getting the speed that you're paying for. Gotcha. Or you're probably not getting the speed you're paying for, at least. Yeah, like, Xfinity cares about that, but good for them, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, I wish it was X. See, Xfinity is oh, okay. people I've dealt with before, and like okay. they're a pain in the butt, but they actually do well, it. Insert telecom company here. 
yeah. rarely seems to care about what speed you're getting. <laughs> True. Well, I am glad. I'm glad we're not needing to talk over the phone and you don't need to go to a Starbucks to upload your episode, as we mm-hmm. discussed as our alternative method. <laughs> yeah. I was I was so ecstatic when it started working. Yeah. I think the lady thought I was kind of crazy. <laughs> I can imagine. I remember when I moved into my apartment in San Diego and... I had, you know, gone to the office of the place because I was, I didn't have a modem of my own. I had a router of my own, but not a modem. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go get a modem from them and I needed to, I was moving. And so I was working from home in the afternoon and I had to actually like be online for something. And I plugged in the modem and three hours later, it still hadn't like activated or connected or whatever. They basically said, yep, sometimes it just takes a long time. And so I had to, like, hotspot off my phone for three hours to get my work done. And then, of course, it started working, like, an hour after I was done with work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to many more good stories from you. Oh, good. I'm glad. So we got Break of Day by Nathan Fakes. By <laughs> Nate Fakes, not Nathan. I'm just adding things because it's... It's fancy. This, this um, what happens when you're becoming a fancy educated boy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm laughing about something else that's not the comic that we'll talk about later. Okay. <laughs> so we have, in the scene, you see the the front half, or the, the head of an elephant, and the elephant is looking down towards a dog that is far below him, because elephants are obviously much larger than dogs. And the dog's looking up towards the elephant with its mouth open, speaking. And the dog says, I was trying to introduce myself properly. However, it's hard for me to sniff your butt when I can't reach it. And the elephant looks quite concerned at that statement. Quite startled, as one might say. Mm-hmm. As the kids say these days. So we... <laughs> I stopped myself because I knew you were going to have to cut out what I was about to say. <laughs> You can go ahead and say it. I'm I'm able to edit. No, I'm not gonna. Okay. Okay, I'll say it anyway. Okay. We're gonna... Ha! No. So, uh, I had a couple thoughts of what to talk about. But what I wanted to start out with is... Are there any good conversation starters that you like to employ? Ooh, I've been thinking about this recently. Oh? Um... Well, I actually thought about this a lot in college, too, because mm. it was something like always when you like, I'm sure you experienced this when you're an RA, like you had to meet all your new residents. It's like you got to have the same awkward conversation with everyone. <laughs> yeah. And so like try to find something that's like not everyone's going to be at like it gets old asking everyone like, where are you from? Like, what do you do? Like stuff like that. But one that someone told me, well, you got to do it to like the right group of people. Mm hmm. And you also normally have to have an answer for yourself prepared first. You can give your answer because most people have trouble thinking of something right away. Definitely. Is what's something about yourself that you wouldn't tell someone on a first date? (laughs) That's one. I'm trying to think. There were other ones. See, I'm thinking about that one and I'm trying to think if there is something in particular. Like there's there's obviously things that are like... (laughs) There's, there's things that are, like, obviously way beyond, so far beyond a first date that they definitely are not appropriate for uh, this icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, yours is easy. Oh? 
is it? Yeah, that I'm engaged. Oh, well, okay. That's very cute. <laughs> Zinger. <laughs> very clever. That I that I do a podcast with renowned chemist Grant, last name withheld. Yeah, that's that's one that I've used before, actually. Yeah, that you do a podcast, podcast in general. <laughs> well, that I have a I have a weekly podcast with over 150 episodes. <laughs> that's such a nice way to phrase it. <laughs> Almost more than 160. I can't wait till we hit that 200, so I can be like 2K divided by 10 episodes. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes it sound like a lot. <laughs> I just really want to say 2K. I suppose. But, yeah, no, I've certainly used this before because, like, it opens up a bit of an icebreaker, or, like, opens up a conversation about, like, oh, yeah, like, I do it with, like, a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it. I can use it to to sell myself as, like, yeah, like, I'm a good f- person. Or not a good person, but, like, I'm a good f- friend who like stays in contact with people and like cares about people who i'm like close friends with yeah and like puts effort into those relationships yep which i feel like are positive attributes even though that might not necessarily be what this is i'm trying to think if there's anything like that for me because this is the thing right so are you saying that that's been your answer like no i've used that as an answer once when, when you break this out as an icebreaker, like you're on a first date and you say, what's something you wouldn't tell someone oh. on a first date? Like, <laughs> No. So I specifically don't do that one on first dates. That's part of the yeah. like choose your demographic, right? Uh-huh. I also avoid doing that move, one-on-one with single women because then it makes it sound like I'm trying to ask them on a first date. Yep. No, but I'll do it in like if I'm like, like meeting someone new in a, I don't know, like the same type of situation as like when you just start college and like you're all freshmen and undergrad and like everyone's meeting everyone new everyone's asking the same freaking boring questions Mm -hmm. those sorts of encounters where like it starts to feel tedious asking like the typical icebreaker questions oh for sure so so but i'm still unsure then in what timeline you uh, talked about our podcast like when was this icebreaker happening this was when i was an ra or no, it wasn't when no, I was it an wasn't RA. because No, it wasn't. Start... Who was it? That's with? my point. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> oh, I was meeting the like friend of a friend from something. Okay. Um, like a year ago. Uh-huh. Cuz someone brought a friend to our work trivia night. Okay. And so we were like trying to get to know them and la di da di da. Yeah, okay. And everyone was just asking them boring questions and it was clear that yeah. they were like tired of the tedious answers of like Yes, I grew up around here. Yes, I went to college around here. No, I don't work in the same industry as you. Like, yep. I have also used it on like a like second or third day before. Okay. Which I feel like that's appropriate. That that is okay. It, it is literally more appropriate than doing it on a first date. I I think first date is kind of crossing a line to me. Unless it's going really well. Unless if it's going, the, yeah. unless the first date is going so well that it basically has become a second date. Yeah. But I feel like it works real well on like a second or I would say more third date than a second date uh-huh. because it like it pushes someone to what's something that you haven't told me about yourself that you specifically avoided telling me, <laughs> which is like an odd dynamic because yeah. I know some people would be offended by that or like, I don't know, but I, it doesn't bother me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is why I don't get any fourth dates. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's a good one. I, I like that. But I pretty much always have to follow it up with. Like, if you need a second to think about it, like, 
I'll share mine while you think, but you better be thinking because I'm going to ask it again when I'm done talking. Mm-hmm. Very nice. But, um, any other good icebreakers? I know I got some good ones. I know I've like used good ones before. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's something that you wish was true about yourself? Oh, that's one that I like. That is good because it's it's real open ended, so someone can be like real big with it or like real small. And you like, can also tell some uh, someone's like. Not not necessarily ability, but willingness to self-reflect in front of you. If they say, well, I wish that it was true about me that I could fly. Yeah. Then you're like, all right. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> like, it allows someone to be as vulnerable with you as they want to be. Yeah, that's fair. Like, they can say they wish they could fly. And, like, that's a totally acceptable answer. Mm-hmm. But they could also say, like, I wish I... I wish I was more of an empath. Oh my god. And yeah, and then I'd slap them and never talk to them again. <laughs> or they could say like I wish I wasn't so guarded in my like close personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Or something. Like and then you're like, "Huh, this is like a a weird ironic statement to make." <laughs> <laughs> good job. You've made progress tonight. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I I have one that comes to mind. I didn't actually have any in mind when I asked you this question, uh, which is slightly unfair, but uh, I I just realized that I had a good one. What is the most recent thing that you did for the first time? Ooh, I mean, you don't have to answer it, but I I like that question. Like, I, I like the question of making you think about, you know, what what new experiences have you sought out? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people might struggle with it, though. Very possibly, or it could get generic answers. Not that, like, everything I've said could get generic answers, too, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Like, all icebreakers rely on the person being willing to be... I don't want to say vulnerable enough, because it sounds, like, to, too, to be like, broken. intimate. <laughs> like, they have to... For it to work, they have to be willing to, like, participate in the breaking process. You can't... Like, I just watched a video of, like, a, a submarine coming up through the ice. Oh, the Smarter Everyday video? Yeah. And, yeah. like, you can't clear the ice <laughs> off the top of the submarine one one man. You got to have a team to do it. It's a lot uh-huh. of work. Teamwork makes a dream work. Takes two to tango. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, I feel like we can always, we have to assume that that's going to be the case. Because for anyone unwilling to participate in an icebreaker, there's no magical icebreaker that will suddenly clue them in. Maybe there's a couple for for any particular person, but I don't think there's any universally amazing ones yeah. that are definitely going to get someone in. No, you're right. In, in like a positive way. I'm sure you could come up with ones that would start like a, a weirdly negative debate, but that doesn't really feel like an icebreaker. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I was kind of thinking along the lines of like, if you get lucky and ask some, some like just guess what someone's passionate about and ask them about it, then mm-hmm. lots of times you can get people to buy in and break the ice but like there's no way to do that consistently you just have to get lucky yeah exactly i wish you had a a silver bullet icebreaker though i could use it i don't know maybe we can concoct one over time maybe maybe it'll just come to us in a flash of inspiration Ooh, flash ah like actually here here's one that might work actually this is slightly a more of a negative debate uh, but this it was just uh, there's a picture that I saw on Reddit that was very funny. That was uh, 
Well, okay, this is even good for an icebreaker, but I just want to share this thing because it was very funny. Okay, uh, here we go. Mark just wants to talk about himself. So he's going to take the conversation. No, I'm talking about left. something else. It's not about me, but the post was those of us who who like pineapple and those who dislike pineapple oh, on pizza it. now I have a common it. enemy, and it was a picture of kiwi on, on to, pizza. I had to close my phone so I didn't throw it across the room. <laughs> But maybe that's the icebreaker, is outside of pineapple, what fruit would you most like to have on your pizza? Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm, I can't even agree with the phrasing of that question. What would be the most horrendous pizza topping in your mind? Well, that, no, because then you can just get, like, it has, you have to at least assume that it's edible, right? Like, it has to be, what's a food that you like that would make the worst pizza topping? I feel like that's the phrasing that you would need to go for. Otherwise, you could just start throwing out any really gross food that you don't like. Okay, yeah, that's true. But I'm also okay with that. Like, there's a there's a <laughs> bit of uh like bonding that can go on in like mutual disgust of something. Well, yeah, the conversation can end up going that way, but I feel like you need good parameters for an icebreaker. Maybe that's probably right. Well, it seems like we haven't quite hit on the correct one yet, but maybe someday. Gosh, now I'm just imagining a mayo pizza. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. It might be kind of like scrambled eggy. Like what? What happens if you cook mayo? It might scramble, but I don't know if I. It might scrambled not because mayonnaise. it's like because it's like <laughs> emulsified. So yeah. I don't know if it would still scramble. Like it'll get jacked up. I bet. Yeah. But like. Well, this this might be, have to be our next food challenge. <laughs> No, that would be taking this crap to some extreme measures. I'm not doing that. We are not. I am not doing that. You do whatever you want. I 0% will participate. Uh, I don't even want to hear about it. Okay. Well, then we should just move on. Okay. Grant has brought Jumpstart by Rob Armstrong. Uh, We have two young kids uh, chatting with each other. The kid on the left is asking, Jojo, what is a posse and why should I be a part of it? And the boy on the right, uh, looking very seriously, pointing at the first boy, is saying, actually, it's an entourage. It's all about loyalty, trust, and togetherness. And the first boy, scratching his head, says, what exactly would I be doing and Jojo says, your job will be to laugh at all my jokes. Ha! Ah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I got a yes or I, no. I clipped I, my microphone on that one. I need to try again. Okay. Ha! Ah. That's a usable one. Ah! Got him! Um, I got a question for you that I want a yes or no answer, because I got follow-ups that are more important. Yes. Do you think... <laughs> that you are a loyal person uh yeah okay then taking us kind of to the left here you always hear about like brand loyalty and and stuff Uh are there any brands that you are not disloyal is the wrong word but anti-loyal like you are loyally against them yeah essentially you want to boycott them yes um, I know you're not a big fan of that concept in general, but... I mean, there are definitely companies that I have a sort of moral issue with. That being said, 
I can't say that I go to extreme lengths to avoid them. You know, the common one is Nestle, of course, that, that okay. people will hear about, but they are so big, it's really hard to avoid them. Like, you have to go through a lot of effort. And yeah. the fact of the matter is, I don't go through that effort. Most people don't go through that effort. So that that's one that comes to mind. Um, I would say the closest that, that I come to feeling that way about is probably Facebook. Okay. I mean, I will admit, I still have a Facebook account. I still have an Instagram account, but I don't actively use them. Mm-hmm. I very much stay off those platforms and don't uh, kind of appreciate their existence very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the best thing that Facebook has done for me is remind me of people's birthdays, but I could take over that myself if I felt like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, but, you know, because this is the thing. It's like, I can be a, I don't know. I, I just, I don't feel evangelical about boycotting things or, or wanting to be against a company. There are a mm-hmm. lot of companies who I just ignore. It's kind of the same thing of like people that bother you instead of being incredibly negative towards them, about them to other people. Uh, I would have a tendency to just kind of ignore them and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, that sort of a thing, which, I mean, a boycott is to a certain extent ignoring, but I think often comes with a desire to increase awareness about the fact that you're doing it. Yes. And that's just not often my style. Have you ever had the, these sorts of negative feelings about a company because of a poor experience with them that you wanted to tell others about? I think I've been pretty lucky to not have terrible experiences. I think the worst experience that I've had that comes to mind that makes me pretty against things, but it's a telecom company, so surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, ever, nobody likes them. But my uh, internet provider in San Diego increased our prices without notifying us. Oh. Uh, and, and I dug into it. It's technically in the terms of the contract that I signed, but of course it was so you know, dug yeah. in that I didn't know until it showed up on my bill. And I was like, oh, huh, they're charging us $15 a month more now. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was uh, frustrating, but I also it was also a monopoly in the apartment complex. I didn't have a choice. So mm-hmm. uh, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. But I think I think that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think if there are restaurants. Like, I, I could imagine restaurants being that way, but I, I leave that to my parents. My parents have a tendency to... Uh have one bad experience at a restaurant and then never go there again, even though three months before they were telling everybody about how amazing it was. And then all of a sudden I'll come home and be like, hey, are we going to go to this restaurant? And they're like, of course not. We had this horrible experience. It's totally gone downhill. And it's like, it's been three months. Like, what could have happened? <laughs> so. Yeah. But I don't, th- I don't think I've had that experience anywhere. Well, it's good for you, at yep. least. <laughs> Is there a story brewing that you want to try and squeeze in here at the end, or is he going to let it linger? We'll we'll shoehorn it in, and you can decide if it fits the edit or not. Okay. Yes, I have feelings like this about a, we'll call it a moving company that tends to uh, have a, I don't know, white and yellow color scheme uh, that's quite common in most Just large... put them on blast, man. Like, who cares? I'm going to tweet can at them you right haul- now are a-holes all right there we go oh that clipped i should say it again fucking u-haul all right no i'm just kidding um u-haul i am quieter 
U-Haul. I'm very displeased with them. And I'm just going to give you a warning. If you're ever doing an out-of-state move and you're considering reserving a U-Haul, just be aware you are not reserving a U-Haul when you make your reservation. You are reserving a spot in line to take their available one-way rental U-Hauls, which they arbitrarily choose how many they will rent out or not. And in certain areas at certain times, they choose to rent out zero or very few. And so they may call you within 24 hours before your assigned rental or your arranged rental time saying, oh, yes, uh, the nearest unit that you can or the nearest vehicle you can pick up is 245 miles away. (laughs) Would you like to pick up that truck? Oh, yeah. In my what? 18 hours before I'm supposed to pick up the truck. Yes, I totally have a spare like what? six and a half, seven hours to go mm-hmm. pick up this truck. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's kind of horrible customer service, and I will not be renting another vehicle from them for an, a one-way rental ever again. I could tweet at U-Haul Cares, which is their customer service support. Not yet. I'll, <laughs> I'm going to mull it over. Because I'm, like, I'm, I'm annoyed with it because I was considering renting from another company originally. Uh-huh. Um, but I decided to go with U-Haul, and if I had rented with the other company at the time where I was originally considering it, I would have saved like a sizable amount of money over what I ended up having to pay to rent with them at like 18 hours notice. And mm-hmm. they were wonderful. Like U-Haul is giving this company lifetime customers because I'm always going to rent from them now because yeah. like I called them up at the last minute. They knew exactly what was wrong. And they bent over backwards to give me exactly what I needed at the last minute. Well, put put them on blast then. Who is this? Penske. Good. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. And, like, their trucks are way nicer. I was much happier to be driving the Penske than the U-Haul. I, w- I would like to th- to say, just so that we don't have any confusion from our listeners, uh, you you referred to U-Haul as being white and yellow, I believe. Aren't they? They are white and orange. Oh, no. Penske so is entirely yellow. White and yellow? Uh, orange and yellow are the same color to me because I worked in... Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I get them confused because certain pigments are orange when you look at them, but then yellow when you print them. I'm not going to let you make that excuse. Because <laughs> I know what pigment combination makes the U-Haul label. This is like the most, like, and I'm trying to think orange. of the equivalent of this argument in other fields of people who, like, intentionally mispronounce anglicized words or whatever because they're, See, like, I'm, language snobs or whatever. No, I'm not doing it intentionally. It's just because <laughs> I've gotten so blasé about describing these colors, which is the exact opposite of what I should have done working in a color-specific industry. Mm-hmm. But when I was picturing in my head, I was picturing, like, a color of a... the bulk colorant. Hmm. And in the certain colors, certain colorants look different in their bulk form than in their final form and so i was i know what this is like 
This is exactly like the scene from Jimmy Neutron, where Jimmy Neutron is working in the restaurant, and uh, someone, like, is asking for salt, and he's like, oh, here's some sodium chloride. And they're like, no, I I want salt. He's like, that's what I said, sodium chloride. And it's like, come on. (laughs) Like, I believe that you made an honest mistake, but it's just very funny that I could also imagine someone, some alternative person at your company who's super self-righteous about colors and, like, making this argument in earnestness of, like, oh, no, that just is what the color is. And you're like, shut up, it's orange. <laughs> no, yeah. Because that's I, the I final like, product. I feel like self-righteous people would have, like, named the, like, Pantone <laughs> color. Sure. Give me the hex value. <laughs> yeah. I always Fair remember enough. to bring your Pantone book to the bathroom with you if you need it. <laughs> I'm probably going to cut out this last part. <laughs> I hope you do. That's kind of why I included that to entice you to cut it. 